Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Thank you so very much for joining us once again this week. I have a very special guest, a very powerful man of God. I had an opportunity and a blessing to sit under his ministry as I was ministering in California. Michael Bethany is here. He's going to be joining me joining me shortly here. But let me tell you who he is. He's a sing singer. Obviously, many of you know him. He's a singer, songwriter, producer, a national recording artist. Uh, Michael Bethany has uh, collaborated with uh, musical greats uh, such as uh, Fred Amon, Mavin Sapp and Tamala uh, Mann and Kick Flankling and uh, many, many more. He is a stellar nominated uh, songwriter and two-time uh, BMI Christian Song Award recipient for the Amons. They that wait and hear in our praise. Michael currently serves as a worship pastor at Gateway Church in South Lake. Let me welcome my brother and my friend. Uh, pastor Michael, welcome to Unstoppable Faith, my friend. Thank you for having me, Dr. Charles. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Good to see you, my brother. I, I'm, 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 I'm the one, I'm the one who is so excited because, uh, you know, after I sat down, you sang one of the tracks, uh, the, the, the upcoming tracks, and I was so blessed by it. Yeah. Oh, man, now, I, I enjoy hanging out with you, man. It was so great meeting you, man. And your ministry is phenomenal. I, I never got a chance to, to meet you, but I was so happy and I was blessed by your ministry, man. I'm the one who was so blessed. After that <laughs> song, after that song, is it a, 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 All Things Are Possible? What, what's the latest okay. one? <clears throat> the latest one that I'm going to be releasing soon is Jesus, I See You. I'm releasing a couple of songs, but the one I sang at night was Jesus, I See You. Jesus, I see you. Wow, I don't want to tell too much, you know, on, on here so that uh, yeah. the people, they, they start, I want them to go and get that song there. But, you know, I want to begin with this, my brother. I want to do something unconventional here. I got Ooh. some questions that I want to ask you here. But I'm going to begin with this uh, powerful quote that, uh, you know, I saw on your website. And I thought it was uh, really powerful. You saying worship is uh, the one thing that you have that God does not own. Mm -hmm. It is uh, valuable because it is uh, the one choice he gave you that defines your relationship with him. Can you talk to us about this right from the beginning? I, I love that quote because when we think about God and his infinite wisdom, sovereign providence, everything about God, everything, he, he, he made everything, everything consists in him, everything was made for him, by him. But there's one thing that he asked us for. God doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our resources. But the one thing that he wants from us is the intimate relationship that comes through the form of worship. And that's what you see. It is replete through scripture over and over again, God making this invitation to us because God doesn't demand that. He requests that because that's intimacy, that's love, and that's an exchange. And so that's the beauty in worship. And God asks for that. And you don't have to give it to him. But when you do, God meets you. The Bible says that we should draw nigh to him as he draws nigh to us. 
The reality is when we move closer to God, God's response is exponentially far greater than what we put down on him. So I think that this is the power of worship. It is giving God the one thing that he let you have dominion over. That is your choice to worship him and love him in return. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to go to this question here. Uh, I, I want to hear your testimony, my brother. Because uh, you see some of uh, the people watching from around the world or those who are, you know, listening to this program on radio on Faith FM, uh, they see what you do, they see what you've done and what you continue to do, but they don't know your background. They don't know what made you uh, decide to be a worshiper or, you know, things like that. Can you just dive into that and give us a brief testimony of uh, how you gave your life to the Lord and uh, how you ended up doing what you do for the kingdom of God. Yeah. So I grew up in church. My father was a pastor. I don't know. I, I, it may seem obvious because I kind of act like a pastor's kid a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in church and, and that's most of my memories are in church and we weren't like in this mega church. I mean, we, I grew up in church when it was just a little small church and just a handful of people. And the kind of people that I believe God used to cultivate my mindset today, even though I've grown and I've, I've been to school, I've learned theology and I've done ministry and I've expanded and been cultured and been around the world. At the heart of it is this group of people that would fast and pray and seek God that really didn't have any agenda. They just wanted whatever God wanted. And, and that kind of like upbringing, it puts a mark on you, you know? <laughs> Like they just taught me and branded in my heart that even if you, even if it seems like you have to stand out or stand alone or maybe feel a little awkward, <clears throat> that the focus is giving glory to God. So my father raised me that way. And right away, I mean, I was singing, leading worship, teaching Sunday school. I mean, I grew up in the kind of home where you had to, you had to act say before you guys say, because, <laughs> because the standard of holiness and righteousness in our house that's just how my father set, set it up. But as I grew up into my teen years, that really got a root in my own heart. And so I really began to live that out. And I lived that out. And that's kind of been the roadmap map I've taken up to this point. And everything I've experienced, of course, musically, I mean, a lot of people may ask about how, I mean, how did you get to that point where you're doing what you're doing? I mean, it's, I really don't know anything but to fully immerse myself and invest in what God has placed right before me. Amen. You know, so where a lot of people sometimes are always looking at some opportunity that might come, mm -hmm. what I've learned to do is steward the opportunity that I've been given. Hallelujah. To maximize that, because really all life is, is a story of stewardship. <laughs> and so as you steward what God gives you, that's how you show God your gratitude, your faithfulness. And that's how God rewards you. He rewards those who diligently seek him. So I'm, I'm being diligent in what I'm doing and honoring God. And so whether I was doing it in a small church or my first recording when I was 12 and 13 years old, and one thing after another up to this point, it's just, it's just the same thing. And so when I got with Fred Hammond, I remember when I first got with him, and I was doing the same thing I was doing when, when no one knew me. Mm -hmm. it was, I just didn't realize that that stewardship would translate on a much larger platform. And today I've, I've been all, all, all over the world, of course, ministering at Gateway Church, but, but none of that's changed really. Mm -hmm. I've just learned to add to it 
But the core of it is that work ethic, that faithfulness, that commitment to excellence, and that commitment to a holy lifestyle. Because at the root of it all, it doesn't matter what your skill set is, your talent is. If you don't have a true root and heart and foundation for for God in, in, the, in at the bottom of all of all that, it's not sustainable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. that's really kind of like what my whole heart and story and background is. Now, I'm going to go to worship because um, uh, you are a worship leader. You worship, you know, leading uh, worship at Gateway there in South Lake. Um, my question to you is, uh, in a season like this that we are in, why is worship such an important, important aspect of our lives? Well, I think, you know, I think about that question and I reflect back to a church I used to attend years ago and this gentleman made this comment. And he says, well, you know, I'm not really a worshiper. I like the word. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's such an ill-informed statement. Because a lot of people have, have um, minimized worship to singing songs mm-hmm. or merely being emotional. But, but in John 4, God's calling for worshipers. And God wasn't calling for worshipers in the, in the sense of singers. He's been calling. He's been calling for worshipers as early as Adam and Eve. I mean, the the idea that our relationship with God has culminated in this exchange of intimacy, and that's the beauty of it. And so I feel like the reality is you can you can replace the word worshiper with believer, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> or just Christian, because really um, the, the the I love this. Um, the Bible calls us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's, that's everybody in having a spiritual relationship with God mm-hmm. based on the truth of how he's revealed himself to us. And so I think that's important for every believer. Now, I think when you bring that into the expression of worship, which you see through the Old Testament, you can see an incredible culmination of how when we sing songs and we acknowledge God and we proclaim his goodness and we proclaim his name, you can see how we are then filled with the spirit, right? That's what Paul says in Ephesians 5. We're being filled with the spirit as we sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs and we're declaring the word of God. I mean, I believe it's important in this season, as unstable as things are, for us to continue to speak to our souls and remind ourselves to whom we belong and declare who God is. And as we do that, we can see God manifest in our lives those things that we've been praying for. You can, that, there's a sense in which we pray, let your kingdom come and your will be done. And you live in the kingdom within the authority of God, but you may not be living out the desire of his heart. And we can be Christians in the kingdom of God, but not fully living in the desire of his heart. It's one thing to be a Christian. It's another thing to be engaged in intimacy with God on a daily basis. And that's when you see manifestation happen. That's when you see revival happen. That's when you see that eternity that God's placed in your heart released from your heart into the earth. And that's what we need. And the expression of intimacy and worship is so important. I think people should also remember, it's not about what you do in public, it's what you do in private, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew 6, he, Jesus teaches us what you do in private is going to be rewarded on a public platform for everyone to see. So private worship is even more important than public praise. Wow. Private worship is more important than uh, public worship. I love that. 
uh, uh, not only are you a powerful, and when I say that word powerful worship, I don't just put that word as a, as a, you know, just like we always put like powerful. I was there. I saw you, how you do your thing. I've watched. It's another thing to watch. It's another thing to sit closer to the person at uh, lunch with you. And I could sense it. I could sense that presence of God. Just, just you are a total package. So I want to say this to our viewers for them to understand, because sometimes we use these terms powerful, uh, uh, just to use them for the sake of using them. I'm not just using them here. This is the reality of who you are, my brother, a powerful worship leader, but uh, you are also a recording artist. How did you discover your passion for worship and music combined? Man, I, my, okay, so my father and mother, uh, they sang. They, they're, all, they're both going to be with God now they're in heaven. But my, father, my mother was an amazing vocalist, and so was my father, and he also played the guitar. As a matter of fact, um, this album right here that I'm pointing to, uh, that's my mother and father's album, The James Sisters and Brothers, Chapter One. Wow. So I collect all these things, and I keep them around, and it's just kind of seeing how how that was my start. And then I have a few of my albums there and some other things I've done, but that was really what was my foundation. Mm -hmm. And so my father, uh, my mother passed away when I was two. So my oh, father was very, very, very intentional about making sure that he carried that on and poured mm -hmm. that into us. So we started doing that stuff as a kid. We were singing all the time. My father was always training us and it was all always about excellence, you know? Now, my father wasn't like Joe Jackson or, or <laughs> it wasn't like that, but he was very serious because at our church, it was going to be right. No matter what, it was going to, it was going to be right for God, but it was going to be right musically. So all my siblings, I have, I have um, seven of us and, yeah. and, and pretty much all of us were in ministry and music. And so my father had a whole band and it was all his kids wow. <laughs> so wow. playing music and uh, we would record on tape, and we were just and we were recording as kids and preparing for this. Me and my brother, we'd have the tape deck. You know, you have a double tape deck, and you'd have one on one side and the other side, and you'd be recording. And, and we would make songs, and so that's how kind of how we started, and just learning that. And uh, from there, I got one opportunity after another. But here's the thing: those things, you know, despise not the day of small beginnings. Like mm -hmm. all those things that seem to be like childish and foolish all the silly songs we wrote, the songs we wrote that don't make sense to this day, the tape decks we recorded on was really preparation. And so I got invited to do a recording when I was 12. And then I got to do another recording when I was 15. And then I just, it just kept happening. It just, I just kept doing it. And I wasn't doing it for a profession. It was just a passion. I just enjoyed it, man. I, I listened to so much music. And I would just mimic and, and experiment and grow. And then, uh, so then I eventually moved to Dallas, connected with Fred Hammond, and then did Free to Worship in 2006. And so that was my first, like, major, you know, that, that, that album won a Grammy. So we, I, that was my first album. And then that turned into a long relationship between, between he and I. Mm -hmm. And I started producing and writing with him. And through this time, I just really didn't know what I had. You know, I didn't know it. I was just focused on pleasing God, doing my very best and, and always being excellent. And one door would open, Kurt Franklin and Marvin Sapp and then Tamara Mann and then 
I mean, I've done so many different things. I mean, I, I start forgetting like what happened because those opportunities start to build up. And so that's kind of been my journey. And I've got a chance to really see a lot. And I just try to glean, soak it in, and then reproduce it. You know what I mean? Put it in action. Wow, wow. Obviously, to get to where you are at um, and uh, where you are today hasn't been uh, easy. I want to ask you this question. Uh, what makes you unstoppable? What makes your passion for what you do unstoppable? Well, man, um, I'm married. So I, I, I've been married for almost 19 years. Mm. I've got a couple kids. And along this journey, um, I want to try to answer this, this question really practical and really honest. No, you, you, we got time, my brother. We got time. Take your time. So in this journey, I, to be totally transparent, when I got into a lot of the professionalism of ministry, mm -hmm. I really started to lose focus yeah. because I was so enamored with what I was saying. And it wasn't that I, want, I wanted to do it. I just was like, wow, mm -hmm. look at these people. And I would do anything. I'm like, y'all want me to sing? You, I'll do anything because I was just so happy to be there. Mm -hmm. But somewhere in that, in that journey, I started to really learn my identity. Amen. So when you start talking about being unstoppable, you got to know who you are. Yeah. It's because I had to change from identifying with what I do, mm -hmm. right, and who I am. And to be honest, man, it's, you are, you'll never be unstoppable if you lose the essence of who you are. And I started to lose that. But when I started to really learn and understand that, that started to create a, a, a discipline in my, in my life. The core of that discipline is my relationship with God, where nothing can interfere with that. Nothing. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what happens. That has to be first. But on a very practical level, I, have, I learned to then steward myself because you can't be unstoppable if you're not healthy. No. You can pray all day, read the word, and be rooted and be sick. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so then I learned the next key beside the spiritual stewardship was physical. I, I, I had to take care of me. So in the morning, I'm getting out, I'm running, I'm exercising. And as I start to learn this, I lost 80 pounds. Wow. That was that process of transformation of me becoming unstoppable mm -hmm. because I, was, I, I knew God, but I I didn't have I didn't have a value for myself. Wow! Right, and then, and that's isn't that a shame? I'm created in the image of God. God made this body, and I'm abusing it. Right, so I learned. I, I lost eighty pounds, and wow. and then I start to learn. After I could master myself, I learned to master my relationships, <laughs> starting with my wife. <laughs> oh man. God has blessed my marriage. It, it went from jacked up to the both probably one of the incredible marriages that I'm aware of as my own. Wow. Praise God. So it's like those simple things, you know, you can't skip those steps of health, emotionally, physically, and relationships, and just really come getting, gaining a, just a perspective of who I am, how valuable I am. So now when, I, when, I, when you see me ministering, I'm coming from a strong spiritual place. I'm coming from a strong, just personal, physical, healthy place. And I'm coming from a strong relational place. My, my, my wife, if she's not present, she's absolutely present. Mm -hmm. 
because that releases me to do what I'm called to do. <clears throat> and really, man, if we're not healthy emotionally and spiritually and physically and really taking care and stewarding who we are and our identity, there is no way to be unstoppable. I think for me, that's that's maybe how I can answer that question. My ingredients to truly becoming unstoppable. That is so powerful and, and right on. Before I go to talk about uh, the latest album that you will be releasing here, on that note that you've shared, you know, taking care of yourself, you said you can't be unstoppable if you are sickly. I just want you to take some time and, uh, you know, uh, minister to somebody encouragement. Uh, those who are watching right now, they are having a, you know, um, it's like all hell is breaking loose. Um, I just want you to just, you know, minister, take some time here, my brother, we got time. Just minister as the Lord leads you to those who feel stressed, depressed. Everything is like, uh, isn't working out. I just feel there is a, you know, just an anointing for you to release that upon the people, upon the viewers from around the world. Just go right ahead and minister to those people. You know, um, I think a lot of people have just totally misunderstood uh, who God is, what the Bible is all about. I mean, there's a lot in the book. Yeah. But if I were to sum this book up, this is a book of love. Yeah. I mean, the reality is God loves you. God, God made you, and he made you for relationship with him. You know, I, I believe that many times we get so caught up in all the mistakes we've made, and all the, 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 the stupid choices <laughs> that yeah. we made and the mess around us mm -hmm. that we lose perspective that it's not all about us. Yes. We, 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 the reality is it, it, if it were all about you, then you should be depressed mm -hmm. because you're the only hope for your mess. Yes. And we know that's a hopeless solution. But I like to look at this when I think of my kids. I, I have a four-year-old son. And that four-year-old son, I love him. I love him so much. Here's the key. I love him more than he understands. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love him more than he can conceive. Mm -hmm. I love him so much more than he ever can, can. And right now, every day, I am living a life of demonstration of my love to him. I, I feed him. I take care of him. He sometimes he gets upset. He falls out on the floor and he cries. I don't give up on him. Mm -hmm. I, I walk into his room. I just clean it up and it's a mess again. Mm -hmm. But I still love him. Amen. You know why? Because that's my son. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know that that this love is real because he comes from me. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. the blood in his body that's mine. Amen. See, and so I love him not because of what he's doing or what he's accomplished, but I love him because he belongs to me. And I understand who he is more than he understands it himself. But that's really a story metaphor of us. Yes. At our very best, when we do our very best, it's just crayons on a piece of paper. I mean, it's really not amazing. But God loves you so much that he celebrates you. Yes. And he invites you to have a relationship with him. And here's the thing. It's all on him. Mm -hmm. The bill has been paid and there's nothing you can do to top what Jesus has done for you. You can't make a mistake large enough to outdo the sacrifice that he's already established to, to purchase your relationship and bring you to a place of, 
of reconciliation with him. I, I, it's not that complicated, mm -hmm. right? It's not cheap and it's not easy, mm -hmm. but it's not complicated. See, Jesus did the work and all we have to do is accept it. The works of righteousness, this is what Jesus says, is just believing. <laughs> I mean, as much as you want to do to prove you are a better person, and all of us feel that way, <laughs> it's really not what you do, it's what you believe and the identity that you are imparting with based on what that belief is. Amen. And so for anyone who's, who's struggling, who's suffering, you don't even have to change your situation today. I'll give you a little bit of a testimony. There was a season in my life where, where everything was in disarray, absolutely everything. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit spoke to me in a hotel room. I'm somewhere doing a recording and my life is, is messed up. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me, Michael, stop trying to fix it. <laughs> because the more you try to fix it, the more of a mess you make of it. Yes. All I want you to do is walk with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he simplified it for me. But here's the key. If I walk with God and I stop stressing over the mess I've made, I can see progress. And you may, you may underestimate the small steps of faith you're taking, but mm -hmm. those small steps are seeds that are going to bring great, great results in your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm a, I'm a testimony. I'm a witness of it. Everything that we're talking about now it didn't always exist. Mm -hmm. And if God can do it for me, listen, he can do it for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That is just powerful, my brother. That's just powerful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, let's change gear here in, uh, before we close uh, uh, today's program. I want to spend uh, some time talking about uh, the new album. It is the new yeah. album that uh, zapped me in that uh, service that we had in California there. And then I said, man, this guy, man, this is so powerful. Let's talk about uh, th this album you'll be releasing. Uh, what should the people expect what is the content? Why did you write it? Where is it coming from? Talk to us about it. So this song is a song, and, and most songs I end up writing just kind of happen in my private time. Something gets dropped in my heart. I might be in prayer and a thought comes in mind. And so I was just, just kind of having one of those personal moments, and I start singing it. And, and Dr. Charles, this is how it typically happens with me. I'll get the melody, the lyrics, everything right at one time and I just started singing I see your goodness I see you working and I just felt faith rising up you know I see your favor your grace and mercy I see your power and now and this started to just come out and so <clears throat> when I realized hey this is something that's real I start working on it and got into it and so that's the song Jesus I see you that's the song I sang and it's such a uplifting song and a song of faith um and that song is encouraging to me so those songs that they kind of get birthed that way mm -hmm. and so i've been working on some music and um and this fall i just targeted we're going to release a couple of these songs and so as an independent artist i start releasing these songs and uh, i'll start releasing these songs in preparation um from now into 2022 so that folks that, you know, it's been a while since I released the last, my last album, but I'm ready to get back into releasing some new music. And especially with everything opening up, you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to, to really get back out and visit some places and minister to folks and, and, uh, and see what God's going to do in this next season. I think that this song is even prophetic. Amen. You know what I mean? This song is even prophetic because out of everything else that's going on, 
I see Jesus in the middle of it. And then the song, Jesus, I see you. I see you working. I see your favor. I see your grace and mercy. That's what I see. Yes. I see you doing the impossible in my life because you're more than able. And this song is a declaration of that. So Amen. I look forward to releasing that song. And then you'll, there's another song I'm releasing called Walk With You, which you haven't heard yet. Yes. But you will be hearing that one too. Now, where, where can the people go and, um, um, you know, get up the news, where they can get the music, where can they go? So first, follow me on michaelbethany.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. You can follow me Michael Bethany Music on Instagram. But you can check out right here on your network because I'm going to make sure that I give the feature of this album and the video to your network so folks can see it right here. So, But if you follow me on social media, Michael Bethany Music or michaelbethany.com, you'll get the updates you need. And you can see all the details on the screen there. So you're going to see more of uh, uh, Pastor Michael uh, Bethany uh, uh, music right here on KITV. Uh, I believe it's going to be featured on uh, the Vine Top 10 uh, Countdown music with uh, my brother and my friend, another Michael, Michael Austin Aris, who hosts that program on the KITV. So you'll find this music very soon on Vine TV, on the streaming on the KITV 24-7, as well as on our KITV worship channel. My brother, I can't thank you enough for coming on this program. By the way, first, uh, say thank you to your madam, your wife, and the kids for me. I look forward to meet them uh, when I come to Texas there. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I'm, I look forward to coming to visit you guys and meeting your family and your kids and your worship leader daughter, right? Your daughter's worship leader. I look forward yes. to meeting her. I can't wait for us to sit right here and do a program okay. right here instead of, uh, you know, uh, virtually, I want, I want you right in here, my brother, so that we can uh, minister to the people. Hey, man, I'm on the way. I'm coming. My brother, until next time, may the Lord bless you, and uh, we'll see you hopefully soon on the KITV. Thank you, man. God bless you. Thank you for having me on the network, man. And to all our viewers around the world, God bless you. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at kazumbacharles.com and share your testimony.